<clears throat> so, when it comes to our understanding of Amalek and our fight with Amalek, so, Pasha Zachar, which we're going to read, so uh, the Klaiswell says, you know, they're wondering, Hayesh Hashem Bekabenu Amayin. So is Hashem among us or not? And uh, as a result, you know, Vayavah Amalek. So Amalek comes, and that's when the that, that's when the war comes. And so it's it's like you know it's part of like the famous understanding that we have of things having to do with you know Kalalisol versus Amalek. That uh, it's brought down from the Kadmonim that the the, the gematria of Amalek is Suffolk. And so therefore, any time that, um, you know, there are things in this world, in, in our existence, that are supposed to be mochach, that they're supposed to be things that are just facts. They, they are, they are in the, the official state of being. They are things that are not movable, not changeable. They are givens in, in the world. And um, those things are HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Torah, uh, the, the chosenness of Klal Yisrael. These are things that are mochach. These are things that are, they are givens in any understanding of, of how the world works. And Amalek's role is to cast doubt on everything. So at that moment when Klal Yisrael had left Mitzrayim, and we had everybody in Canaan and the whole wide world was nivhal, everybody was, was trembling from Klal Yisrael, so it's at that point that Amalek goes and jumps into the Ambachia, jumps into the hot water in the bathtub. Right? It's, 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 it's from, from the way Chazal say it, it seems pretty clear that they knew that the water was hot. They were jumping into a hot bathtub. Why? Because everyone thought that these people were untouchable. And the goal was to just prove that, like, no. So what? So, yeah, they got taken out of Mitzrayim. No? What's the big deal? Does it really mean anything? And they just cast doubt as to the chosenness, specialness, the, 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 the shine that Klali Yisrael had, they, they, were, they created enough of a suffix to take that shine off of uh, Klali Yisrael. So therefore the question, when Klali Yisrael goes and asks that question, and they have a suffix, so that is when Amalek shows up, oh, you know, you're dealing with, you're, you're, you're casting sveikas into things that are supposed to be Givens, so that's when that, that's that's when Amalek shows up. So the question is like this: Could Klal Yisrael really have doubted Hashem's presence at that point in time? I mean, was was it really not clear to them that that Hashem was, you know, Bikkurbenu? I mean, how how like? In what way were they not sure? I mean, they had just come out of Mitzrayim. They had seen everything that they had seen in Mitzrayim. They were they were in the Midbar. They were you know, the Kriyas Yamsuf. I mean, they, they were being taken care of. Like, what was it? What's this question of Hayesh Hashem Bekubeinu Mayin? Doesn't even make sense. Like, how could they possibly be besuffic about something like that? Now, Rashi in Parshas Peshalach. 
So he gives a, a, a like kind of a marshal as to he brings it's it's a it's a There are different versions of it in different um, in in different midrashim. Uh, so he gives a marshal over here. Marshal Adam Shehirkiv bin Al Ksefo Vyatzaladarech, so it's a marshal to a person who's who has his son on his shoulders and he's on the road. So the son would see something and and he'd say, Father, give me this chafetz and give you know, take this chafetz, give me the thing. give it to him. Happened a second time, happened a third time. and then they meet someone else. Armalo, he says to him, Oh, Armalo also Ben. So the kid says, Isa Saba, you see my father? You see, you see him anywhere? Armalo, Avav, his father says, You have no idea where I am? Puts him down. And then the dog comes and, and bites him. Okay, so we have, and this marshal is, is kind of supposed to be summing up what happens with, uh, with Kalaiswa. The Kalaiswa is in the, in the midbar. They're getting everything that they want from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then all of a sudden, they ask, like, where's Hashem? And Hashem says, you want to know? Okay, here you go, right? Uh, you know, go, go. here, you're, you're off on your own. And here comes the dog, that's Amalek. And Amalek is going to come and, and bite them. So what exactly does this, like even in the marshal? So does the story make any sense? You have a kid, and he says to his father, and he's, he knows, he he knows that he's riding on somebody's shoulders. He's asking someone else to pick things up for him. And the Lashon of the Medrash is, he says, Abba, Father, could you get me the thing? And then he says, like, so he meets somebody, he says, where's my father? Like, the whole thing, the, the story doesn't make sense. So what's the marshal bringing us? The marshal the, the is you know, supposed to, like, give us a little more of an explanation as to what's going on over here. But, like, not telling us anything more than... Yeah, we know. Okay, so there was some reason that they knew exactly where Hashem was. Hashem was with them, Hashem was with them, Hashem was with them, and all of a sudden, boom. Hey, where's Hashem? Like, they, they suddenly started downing it. it, it the the marshal doesn't bring anything to the table. What, what exactly is this marshal supposed to be showing us? <coughs> so, Lemaisa, there is a sophisticated method that a mullik uses that is beyond, like, you know, like when we think about the, t- the concept of suffolk and casting doubt, it's just like, you know, you know, who says? Who says that that's true? That's, that's one way of casting doubt. And, you know, when somebody says, when you say that I believe that Hashem gave the Torah, I say, no, no, no. and somebody says, like, oh, who says? You know, so then, and, and for whatever reason, that gets you. So then, like, they've instilled suffolk inside of you, and that's one form of suffolk. But there's a more sophisticated method that Amalek uses. There's in, in the in the Haftarah that we read the Shabbos, so it's the story of uh, of uh, Shaul and he's supposed to wipe out a Molek and uh, he ends up saving Agag. He ends up saving the king, and we know that from that, a Molek is able to keep on uh, procreating and continuing on because he didn't do the thing. Uh, Shaul didn't do what he was supposed to do. Shaul ends up losing his mouthless because of it. Um, that, that's the story of the Haftar. So, there's a description that when, so, Shmuel, so you know, Shaul leaves him, leaves him alone, and Shmuel finds out that things didn't go the way they were supposed to go. Shmuel shows up, and he's trying to make order over here. So he says to Shaul, what's going on? Why do we hear the, why do I hear the sheep? What's, you know, what, what's happening over here? 
and Shmuel tells Shaul what's going to happen now. You just lost your Malchus. Like, this isn't good. And he takes Agag and he kills him. So there's a description of Agag going to his death. And it says that, um, it says, Vayelech elov Agag ma'adonos. That Agag goes to him ma'adonos. So there, there's a machlekes in the Rishonim as to how to translate that word. What does ma'adonos mean? So one translation, and I think this is the translation of, um, I think it's Rashi. Rashi says that, um, that ma'adonos means pleasantly. But he was like totally chilled out, calm. Like from, from uh, Ma'adain, somebody like, you know, makes themselves all, you know, uh, you know, nice and everything's good, right? And then the Radak says that Ma'adonos means that, that he was chained, that he came out and, and chained. So, Rafutner says that it's a very unusual machlokas. I mean, it's like two very wildly different uh, concepts that are being, you know, wh- what's this picture of a guy? Is he like totally like relaxed or is he coming out like, you know, chained up? Which one is it? So R- Rav Hutner wants to explain as follows. He says that a Amalek has a shita in this world. Um, the, the, you know, w- we have a concept that hakol bidei shemayim chutz That everything is in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, except for Yerushmayim. We have Bechirah. We have the ability to choose whether or not we're going to be Ovid Hashem, whether or not we're going to have Yerush Hashem. That's something that's totally and completely, it's not up to Hashem, it's up to us. Comes a Malik and says that, you know something? I don't believe in the Chutz Meyerush I hold Hakol Bidei Mamish, everything. Everything is Bidei Everything is completely and totally predetermined. Now, if you have a shita like that, that total predetermination, life is awesome. Because you, nothing that you do is ever your fault. Right? It's great. It's like, why'd you do that? I don't know. Hashem made me. That's how Hashem made me. That's, <laughs> like, if I did it, it must be that I'm supposed to do it. I mean, that's, ask him. Don't ask me. So, ma'adonos, says Rav Hutner, is a description of a shita, a very sophisticated, sneaky shita of Amalek. Instead of saying that everything's a suffix, who knows why anything is, there's another, there's another mahalach here. And that is that, you know what? Everything is just locked in. Everything is a given. Everything that happens must be. There's never, ever a choice that anybody can make. And therefore, when he goes to his death, he goes ma'adanos. He goes totally calm, cool, and collected because, hey, I didn't do anything wrong. This isn't my fault. It's not, this, is, this is all predetermined. And he's, why is he so relaxed? Why does he feel so, you know, like, like everything is the way it should be? Because he's chained. Because he feels like everything, he's just chained into it. He's locked into it. There was nothing that he ever had the ability to make a choice and do on his own. Now, that in a certain sense, sounds like the opposite of Suffolk, then it's like, hey, wait a second, that means that everything's mochach, everything's a given, everything must be. But here's where, there's, there's the sneaky part of it. What that means is, is that now every decision that you make, you now have a Suffolk whether you just made a decision or not. 
Was, what they do is they take the air out of Bechira. Now, do my mice matter? No. Or maybe not. So there's a mahalach of creating suffix for a person. Do, do your choices matter at all? Because if everything is predetermined, your fate is predetermined, the actions that you end up doing are predetermined, if everything's predetermined, so then you don't have any choices. And therefore, you're, you're worried about what kind of decision to make? Don't worry about it. The, 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 so what it does is it turns the idea of Bechira, that a human being has choices and that, and, that, and, and that there's ultimate responsibility for things that we do, it casts a suffix on that. So it's a malik using the concept of being a muhrach, using the concept of that something must be, not because certain things have to, are, are givens, not like Hashem. Hashem is a given. No, no, no. That they don't deal with. They deal with it. Everything I do is a given. Well, if everything I do is a given, then that means that the concept of Bechira, the concept of responsibility for the actions that I do, that all is now, there's tremendous you know, doubt that whether anything that I ever do in life matters or not. That is a mahalach of Amalek. Let's go back now to ourselves. We have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And there's a dual relationship that we have. We talk about it all the time, especially Rosh Hashanah Kippur. We deal with this all the time. On the one hand, we're avodim to Hashem. On the other hand, we're banam atem l'Hashem alokechem, your children to Hashem. There's a tremendous difference between being an Eved and being a Ben. When a person is an Eved, so if, if you would like to eat, so then you're going to have to work. Because if you are not worth anything, so then you're not going to be taken care of. When you're an Eved, everything that you do matters. You must do in order to earn your keep. When somebody's a child, when somebody's a Ben, so you can really have the perspective that you know something? You know, a child can not listen to their parents, but at the end of the day, a child is a child is a child. There, there's a relationship there that is built into the Bria. It's not based on a give and a take. It's not based on, you know, well, I'm going to do something for my child because they, what, dirty their diaper? I mean, like, well, you know, no, we do things for our children because that's what a parent is supposed to do. It doesn't, it's not because anything is given. So there are two parts of, of the relationship that we have with Hashem. One is, that, one, is, one is that there's a very, very strong, clear, you know, uh, type of thing. You, you do good, you get good, you do bad, you get bad. And the other is that, listen, Hashem is our Father, and therefore we get, we get what we, we can automatically expect to get things. The Medrash focuses, the Medrash with the Marshall focuses on a story of not a kid riding on an adult shoulder, shoulders. It's a child riding on his father's shoulders. Child riding on his father's shoulders. And as things are going on, the child keep asking, keeps asking for things. And he's getting them. The end of the story where he says to the guy, where's my father? Right? Where's, where's father? What, what, what that really is, like what's the sense that you get when you hear that? It's not that, it's not that the kid's stupid. 
It's that the kid totally took his father for granted. It's that he figures he got everything that he got and he had absolutely no feeling of Hakar Satov. He had no feeling of, of that, that, you know, it was nice of his father to do that for him. And therefore that, 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 that's that, like, you know, saying like, you know where he is? It's just a very callous, indifferent type of, you know, statement of, of uh, you know, taking somebody for granted. Kalal Yisrael, when they asked, Hayesh Hashem What's Hashem? The word Hashem. The word Hashem, Rashi says, all over Chomish, is that Hashem is Neemon L'Shalem Schar. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Neemon to pay Schar, Tov, for Tzadikim, and to be Parea for Mishom, to, to, to pay back Mishom for their bad deeds. That means, they were asking the following question. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our father, then we don't have to do anything. All these things that we got until now, of course we got them. He's our father. What else is he going to do? Not give it to us? That's what a father does. A father just gives to his child. It has nothing to do. There's no give and take. It's just give, give, give. That's what, that's what a parent is supposed to do. The kasha they were asking is, Hashem Is there any concept of Hashem here? Is there any reason for us to actually like do things that get a schar, that maybe would get an oinesh. Because as far as we're concerned, we're children of Hashem. And as children of Hashem, we will get stuff. And as the marshal points out, and we'll take the father for granted as well. What they were doing is they were questioning whether or not their choices, whether or not the things that they would end up deciding to do or not do, whether they had any impact on the quality and future of their lives. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu operates as just an Av, as just a father, so then, who cares? I could do a Chatom all day long. Hashem is still going to give me my Parnasa. He's still going to take care of us. He's still, we're still going to be, you know, once a child, always a child. We're still going to be Hashem's, Hashem's children. So we'll get what we need to get. And they were doubting, they were wondering, is there any, do, are we supposed to at all care about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as far as the other type of relationship, the other type of relationship, in which there's schar onish. So hayesh Hashem bekerbenu emoyin. Is Hashem in our midst or not? So the question that Klal Yisrael was asking, it wasn't a question of, wasn't a question of, hey, where's Hashem? We haven't seen him in ages. No, 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 it wasn't that at all. We are seeing Nisim from HaKadosh Baruch Hu Keseder. In fact, a lot of the Nisim that they saw really weren't deserved at all. And therefore, it led them to the question. Kodesh Baruch Hu is clearly operating as our father. Every time we needed something, we asked him for it. He bent down, he picked it up for us. So yeah, so at a certain point, we just start wondering, where's our father? And I was like, do we have to take him into the equation when we live our lives? Do we have to care about the things that we do? Maybe it doesn't matter. That has the same Yesoid of the Shita of Amalek, that it casts a doubt. It's not a suffix of like, hey, where's Hashem? I don't believe in Hashem. It casts a doubt into whether or not our maizim, whether or not the things that we do, the choices that we make, whether or not that, that has any meaning or impact. Do, do, does it matter what I choose or what I don't choose? Agag, Agag lived his life and he ended his life. Ma'adonos. He was totally chained and totally cool with everything about his life. Totally, everything, hey, it was all predetermined. I didn't do anything. 
It's just, this has nothing to do with me. It's not my fault. That was, it was a similar type of nekuda that Klal Yisrael was nechshal in when they asked this question. That skewed view of what's muchrach. That skewed view of that, yeah, there are things in this world that are givens. So the way we're supposed to look at it is that it's a given that there is a Hashem. It's a given that he gave us a Torah and that we have to do it. It's a given that we are the Am of Hashem. But we're not supposed to look at it as that it's a given that Hashem is just going to take care of us no matter what we do. That's, that's taking the, the muchrachos within this world and skewing it and using it the wrong way. So there was a rifyan from Torah. The Israel had loosened their hands from Torah because they were just wondering, does this thing matter? Does, does it matter at all what we do? Do our choices at all matter? It just seems to be that Hashem just gives and gives and gives. Okay, so he's a father who's giving to his child. Okay, so therefore, if, yeah, maybe I'll decide to give him nachas at some point, whatever. But like, I don't have to do anything in order to get stuff out of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's at that point when, when we are taking on this skewed view of Mechrachos, the same way that Amalek, we see Amalek having the same type of shita, which casts doubt, which casts suffix on whether or not our mice matter, that's when Vayav Amalek. That's when Amalek shows up. It's interesting that in the Mulchama, so in the Mulchama with Amalek, so Moshe Rabbeinu raises his hands, and the, 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 the way Chazal say it are, are Chazal says it is, um, Again, there's, there's, this, there's this focus on the fact that a Baruch Hu is, fu- is functioning as Avim that they came to the realization that it's not just enough to recognize that Hashem is a father, but there has to be a Shibud to the father. It doesn't work. We have a dual relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We are Avadim and we're also his children. It's not good enough to just say once a son, always a son. Hashem will always give us what we need, what we want, and we don't have to do anything for it. No, no, no. There's this dual thing that's going on, and we have to, we have to go at it from both ways. We, yes, Hashem takes care of us. That's why we get so much rachamim. But we better be doing things because there's an aspect, there's an element of din to everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu decides as well. At the time of the Megillah, so the, the Klai Yisrael is described by, by Haman as being Yeshenim in a mitzvah. They were, they, were, they were sleeping with the mitzvahs. They, they, they didn't perceive the mitzvahs as anything that really mattered. They were, they were, they were for shlufana when, 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 when they were doing the mitzvahs. At the time of the Yeshua, so what we have is Shoshanes Yaakov, Tzahalov Samecha, Berosim Yacha, Tachilis Mordechai. So why is, it, why is Klai Yisrael referred to as a Shoshana? So Chazal tell us that a Shoshana has 13 petals. I'm not sure if that qualifies as a rose anymore, but uh, a Shoshana has 13 petals, which is and it's a reference to Klai Yisrael doing tshuva. What Klai Yisrael was so blown away about, well, the reason they were so happy is that Mordechai had led a movement of tefillah, of tshuva, and Klal Yisrael saw that it mattered. When they saw the Tchilis Mordechai, they saw that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence came along with Mordechai. That was Tzahal of Samecha. They were so thrilled to finally, find, to finally see with their own eyes 
that they had made a decision to do tshuva, they made a decision to change themselves, and boom, they got a Yeshua. That tells them that our actions matter. That's, that's what happened at the Nase of Purim. And what happened as a result of that is that Kalal Yisrael took that concept of being a mukhrach and they did it to the nth degree. Because the mukhrachos, the messed up given, is that, oh, it's a given that Hashem is just going to take care of us. That's messed up. The proper mukhrach is that we say to ourselves, we are totally mishubit to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to His Torah. What happens as a result of the Yeshua of Purim, the Yeshua from Amalek? We're makabal the Torah. Not just the way they were makabal it the first time. The first time, right, Madar Rabbala The first time HaKadosh Baruch Hu was kafalim HaKagigis, and he forced the acceptance of the Torah, so to say. That Kalal Yisrael, they, they were forced into having the Torah as being a part of them. <coughs> Purim time, it was something that came from within them, that they said to themselves that, no, 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 Kimu Vakiblu, we, we are going to take this upon ourselves. We see this as an inseparable part of, part of ourselves. We're taking that Nasa Vanishma that was said originally, and we're really and truly applying it to Tarsha B'Ksav, Tarsha B'Apeh. We're applying it to everything. We really and truly see ourselves as being totally locked in to the Torah, that now it's something that's part of who we are and what we're all about. So Purim was a time, at the time of the Yeshua from Amalek was a time, when they took their messed up view of what was the, 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 the idea that they didn't need the mitzvahs, that maybe their mycin didn't matter. They threw that to the side. They saw that, no, 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 their mycin made a big difference. Just like by that original Yeshua, that they were Meshavad Libam Lavim Shabbat Shemayim, but this time it went all the way to the nth degree, where they were totally makabal the Torah to the point where they became mochruch, not because somebody forced them to do it, but because they decided that we can't exist without Torah. That Torah is, has to be something that is 100% part of us. So part of the avoid of Purim, or a, a, a tremendous nekud of the avoid of Purim, is when a person strips away their ability to make choices. What they're reduced to at that point, what they're reduced to at that point is, what is a part of me? What is, what, what am I? What is, what, what is me? Not that I'm making a choice right now that this is me, but what is the given of who I am? Is, is, a, is, is my being Meshubah to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Is my being Meshubah to Torah? Is that part of who I am automatically? Or only when I have time to think about it and like I have my wits about me and I know that everybody's watching and I say that it is. What about at a time when I don't have my seichel working 100%? What about at a time when I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fully aware of what's going on? What is when you strip a person down and all, that's, all, all, he, all you're left with is, is his ritzonos, what is it that a person is that he can't live without, that's just automatically a part of him? If the answer is that it's Torah and Ashibat HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so then you've revealed from within yourself that, that's, that, that your pl- proper placement of Muchrachos is, is there, and that you're not Mushubat HaMalek. Oftentimes what we find is that we wish that we were Mushubat to the Torah to the nth degree. We wish that just, it was just so much a part of us that we didn't have to think to make choices, to be challenged, to follow the Torah, to, to, to be so close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And part of what the, 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 the time of Purim was, was this Kabbalah Satara, the second 
Kimu Vakiblu, and it's a time that we have the ability to make a choice, to make a choice and decide what is inseparable from who we are. When we identify ourselves as, as, as human beings, not, not when, when we're thinking, you know, on our feet to make sure that we sound right and we're making, you know, m- making everything, you know, sound good. But when, when we reveal who we really and truly are, what is, it, what, what is an unimpeachable part of, of, of what we are? And w- hopefully what we find out is that we are mukhrachim in the right way. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Torah, that Klal Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu being as one in our dedication to Hashem, hopefully we find that that is what's mukhrach within us. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's that, that is what the Avoid of Purim is all about. That we lose ourselves, we lose our das, we, we, whether it be through Shana, whether it be other ways, and we are able to see what exactly it is that we are. And if we see that there are holes, which inevitably there are, then it's a time, just like it was Kimu Vakiblu back then, we have the ability to be mekabo upon ourselves, to make things mukhrach within us, to not allow the suffix in whether or not our actions matter, to not allow any sveikas about to not allow any of that um, be true about us, and we should be zaycha to utilize Purim properly, and to truly discover that we know that Yesh Hashem Bekerbenu, we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Bekerbenu, and it's, it's, and it's a Hashem, it's a Neman L'Shalim Schar L'Tzadikim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that when we dedicate ourselves to making sure that we always end up on the, on, on the Tzadik side of things. Mr. <laughs> Pechon,